0: You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number seven, retirement accounts. Today, we will be talking about retirement accounts. How are we going to support ourselves when we are ready to quit the workforce and not be getting a regular salary? A lot of people in our prior generations had the thinking that they'll have kids, and the kids will support them when the parents get older. And that may or may not be the case, as you all are familiar. Your kids will likely have their own lives and their old families, and they may not be able to support you when you get older. Thus, we need to have some sort of retirement plan or some sort of financial plan for when we are ready to quit the workforce. There are certain things that you need to consider when thinking about retirement, such as how much do I need to save and invest for retirement? And this question depends on other situations, such as how many years until you retire? There's a new concept called FIRE, F-I-R-E, Financial Independence and Retire Early. There are a lot of people who are trying to retire as early as possible in their 30s. In their 40s even in their 20s or at least become financial independence so they are not dependent on a job and they may go pursue another career or another type of work where they are making some money as well as earning some money as well so that's an important thing to consider how old will you be when you retire how much do you have right now do you have any saving currently how well do you want to live? Do you want to travel? Travel is really important to us. We've traveled to at least eight, nine, 10 countries over the last two, three years, and that's something we definitely want to continue to do. So we'll definitely need to plan for travel with our retirement. And then, other thing that it depends on is how are you investing your money? What kind of returns do you expect? And where you're investing your money will depend on your risk tolerance. So there are a couple of main options. Stocks, bonds, keeping money as cash, or real estate. Stocks obviously have likelihood of yielding higher return than bonds versus cash. And stocks, we also mean mutual funds, not necessarily individual stock companies, which are not always A good idea for average person to invest in. So mutual funds that consist of other individual bonds or companies. Cash may end up losing money because of inflation. So I forget which book but one of the books I was reading gave this kind of a vague rule for investing uh, in stocks and it said 100 minus your age and that's how much you should have invested in stocks versus other safer options. So for example, 100 minus 34, if you are 34 years old right now, would be 66%. So your portfolio should be 66% mutual funds or stock, and the rest should be safer investments that you can find. And a lot of people try to reach financial independence or retirement through real estate as well. So they'll have residual income coming in as rental income, and real estate mostly grows in equity. So you have some equity building up as well as getting some rental income. We try to do both. So for me, I mainly like to invest in the market and in the mutual funds. My husband likes to do the real estate. So he does a lot of that. So we kind of have some experience with both. So I'll get into that and discuss that in further episodes. So basically, how much you have, how much is your portfolio going to be? The other thing to consider is how much and when do you want to withdraw? Safe withdrawal rate is around 4% of your starting portfolio. So if you have a million dollars saved, then you can draw around 4% a year and be okay in retirement. But that also depends on when you're retiring. If you are retiring very early then you'll probably need a bigger portfolio. 5% is considered a higher probability that a retiree will go broke. So you want to keep the percentage low. So if you have a million dollars, then 40,000 a year. And then you need to consider that the life expectancy has gone up. The other things that you can consider is what income options will you have when you retire? Uh, Will there be social security? when we turn 65 will there be any pension and then savings now where do we save this money at so there are different type of retirement accounts such as individual retirement accounts uh, where you can put away a certain amount of money before taxes so you can basically put away money anywhere you like you can open up a brokerage account you could buy some real estate you can save cash which again is not a good idea but you can save money anywhere however one of the biggest expense in this country is taxes so as i've discussed early a lot of times uncle sam gets to our money before even we get to it and they take out their share before us however irs has created um some retirement accounts where you are able to save money for yourself before taxes are taken out and this money grows for you tax-free and you are able to use it as income when you are a retirement age so usually consider 59 and a half or above if you try to use this money before that age then you will be responsible for the tax And you will get a 10% penalty for using that money early on, which is quite high. So other type of account are Roth account, which was created in 1997. These are dollars that have already been taxed. So you will not have to pay tax on these when you retire since you've already paid tax on this money Now, why would you want to invest money after tax? This is for individuals who expect high income after they retire and they do not want to be responsible for income taxes as well. So they'll contribute to Roth accounts. There are Roth 401ks, there are regular 401ks. My company offers both a regular 401k and a Roth 401k. I opt to do the regular 401k for now because I enjoy the tax benefit I am getting right now. I am not sure about the future, um, what the future will hold and if I will have high income or not when I retire. So I am not going to try to predict that. I may change it in a couple of years depending on how my portfolio is looking. So I may switch over to the Roth if I expect that my regular is already enough. But currently, I just opt to do the regular 401k. Now, because you are able to save this money before tax, the government has limitations on how much you can put away. For a regular 401k, an employee is able to put away 19000 for the 2019 year this limit sometimes increases last year it was 18,500 this year it's 19,000 is how much you can put away towards your retirement account before that money is taxed and again if you use that money before 59 and a half then you will have to pay a 10% penalty now 19k is the employee limit there are many companies that offer to match your contribution. So if you are contributing towards your retirement, then the company will say, okay, we'll put in a certain percentage for you as well, depending on your salary and other factors. So companies offer 1%, 2%, 3 4% match based on um, your salary. So that's some free money that you're getting for your retirement, and you should definitely take benefit of that if your company offers any sort of match. Other accounts, sometimes you've probably heard of them, are called 457 and 403B. 457 is usually offered by state and local public employers and some nonprofit. So these different types depend on who your employer is. And then 403B is also usually offered by private nonprofit employees, and government workers are usually offered that. So, public school employees can um, get 403B as well. These are just different designations based on who your employer is. A couple of other things uh, to think about when thinking about retirement are is your home going to be paid off? Will you have any debt related to home, such as mortgage? Mortgage is a debt. It's better to have your mortgage paid off. Then also, will you have any sort of college expenses for your kids? Do you plan on funding their education? And think about any other expenses that you can think of. Health expenses, that's health insurance. That's one of the biggest (laughs) expense in this country that we have. Um, Hopefully some solution is found to the health care crisis we are having. But health insurance is very, very expensive. And how do you plan on funding that. Uh, There are another type of account called health savings account. Those accounts are beautiful. Um, They have a triple savings benefit. So that means the money you are contributing, you are contributing pre-tax. You could be contributing pre-tax with your job and then the money grows for you tax-free and you are able to use that money tax-free for health-related expenses. But after the age of 65, you are able to use that money without a penalty, but you will have to pay taxes on it if you use it for other causes. So if you want to use that money for retirement, for travel, for anything else, you will have to pay tax on it, but no penalty after the age of 65. So those accounts are definitely, definitely beautiful to look into, see if your job offers it and definitely participate in a health savings account, highly recommended. Now, I like to, with the section from the Dave Ramsey book, The Total Money Makeover. So Dave Ramsey is uh, one of the financial gurus. I don't agree with everything he says, but he has a really good way of teaching and uh, preaching about money he is a religious man and he also likes to teach from a religious perspective so this is a section in the total money makeover it says titled the love of money not money is the root of all kind of evil so this says as a christian i am amazed how certain political and religious groups have decided that wealth is evil many of the heroes of biblical faith of world history and of our nation were very wealthy including king david solomon job and most of our founding fathers. There's a negative mindset justifying money mediocrity that is maddening. Wealth is not evil, and people who possess it aren't evil by virtue of the wealth. There are rich jerks and poor jerks. Dallas Willard in his book The Spirit of the Discipline says to use riches is to cause them to be consumed. To trust in riches is to count upon them for things they cannot provide but to possess riches is to have the right to say how they will or will not be used. If you are a good person, it is your spiritual duty to possess riches for the good of mankind. If you are a Christian like me, it is your spiritual duty to possess riches so that you can do with them things that bring glory to God. The bottom line is, if you take the stand that managing wealth is evil or carnal, then by default you leave all the wealth to the evil, carnal people. If wealth is spiritually bad, then good people can't have it, so all the bad people get it. It is the duty of the good people to get wealth to keep it from the bad people because the good people will do good with it. If we all abandon money because some misguided soul view it as evil, then the only one with money will be pornographer, the drug dealer, or the pimp. Simple enough. So obviously as Muslims, we also believe in the prophets, you know, Prophet Suleiman and all the, and the books of the Old Testament, the New Testament. So these are some good religious lessons as well. Um, And of course, Zakat again is one of our five pillars. So we need to give Zakat, give money out to help the needy. And if we do not have it, then we are obviously not able to fulfill that obligation and In return, we become dependent on the state and on other people, which is not encouraged from a religious perspective. Anyways, that is it for today. Now, I thought we'll be able to cover all these big topics in 15-20 minutes episodes, and obviously that's not possible. So we will keep revisiting these topics as um, time goes on. But for now... I will say goodbye and speak to you next week, inshallah. Bye.